0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, and I welcome you to this program where we speak with amazing men and women of God, and we hear the stories of... God operating in healing and resurrection and miracles and creative miracles and power all around the world. And uh, the guests that join us on the program tell their story and explain this whole process through their eyes and with them is the vessel. And the amazing men and women who got on the show have been so inspirational and we're just going to keep rolling forward, bringing you more and more. So we are definitely glad you're here. And we are going to introduce you today to our guest on the program. Joining us today is a minister, a licensed Christian counselor, and a son of God. Joining us from Miami, Florida, Nani Solaris. Nani, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you?
1: Hey, Million. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: It's it's so good out this way. It's uh, like I said, it's, it's so nice to be able to to have these conversations with people and just make these connections and get to to know each and every one of you, so I'm 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 happy like a little clam. So it's, so it is awesome, um, Nani. What we usually do is we open up with having the guest tell us about an amazing healing or something crazy that they've seen in this area. So as far as testimony, what can you share with us?
1: Um, well, I have had uh, a few. I've seen God do some amazing things. I've seen him number one heal my own body, which you know is amazing because I think often it starts with us. I used to have chronic respiratory problems. Okay. Um, when I would get sick, I would get really, really sick, and um, I would get frequent colds, and they would always turn into some kind of bronchitis, and and I was like usually out of commission for like two weeks. And I remember one day I was starting to learn about healing and I was getting another another cold right after I had finished coming off of a cold that lasted two weeks. I had to get on antibiotics, like the whole thing. I had been out of work, the whole thing, and I was starting to get sick again. And I remember I I said to God, God, what is this? Come on. And he said, are you just going to take it? And I started to really um, enforce the victory of the cross over that area of my life, and I just started speaking to my respiratory system, and I started speaking to that cold that was trying to get me because God showed me this is clearly an attack against your body is the kingdom of darkness let me go so from that
0: mm-hmm. i'm sorry to jump in. something you just said kind of hit me and i just wanted to be clear on something so you said pretty much come on god what's the deal here you called him out and then he said are you going to stand for this so in essence you called him out and then he called you right back out
1: absolutely oh
0: absolutely. that's crazy he put it
1: right back on me he said are you just going to take it
0: <laughs> you're wow. just going to take it now, you know, quick question before you finish your story. Do you find that that's a good situation for uh, whenever you need healing in your own body?
1: Yeah, I go to prayer first all the time because I okay. learned through that situation. Okay. I, I actually, right after that, I just got healing in my body and I don't get sick anymore. I don't take medication. Okay. You know, I don't. You know, and I haven't gotten a, a respiratory infection since then.
0: Okay. And I just want to... So I
1: really have had the victory.
0: Right. Because, you know, we have a lot of people and a lot of ministers, too, that need healing in their own body. And, you know, it's very hard sometimes. So, you know, I kind of already knew the answer when I asked you that, but I, I wanted our audience to kind of get a feel for that as well. Um, And it's the same way with me. Whenever something comes up, I just go right on the attack. And sometimes it takes hours and days, but, you know, it works, you know, 90% of the time I'm still growing in it, but most of the time I can get it to stop if it's something in me like that. So I did want to share that quickly with the audience, but uh, all right, please continue my apologies.
1: So that was that. I mean, and since then I've really been um, living in divine health and... I expect to live in divine health. So I apply this to my body, and it works. Then I also, uh a big one was also my own mom, who was set free from multiple sclerosis. And that was an amazing testimony for God, because just because, you know, my family isn't really into the whole healing thing and stuff like that, And she had been diagnosed with MS, and she went through some of the treatments, which were just horrible. The treatments were almost worse than the diagnosis. They were like poison to her body. And she got really sick from the treatment. And I prayed with my prayer partner every week over that thing. I prayed with people at the church that I was going to do at one time, and I brought my mom to the church one day, and they prayed... And to this day, she's free of MS. She doesn't have to take any medication, none wow. of that stuff. That is you know. Awesome. So that was a huge one for me, a victory for my own family, you know, which a lot of times ministers sometimes have a hard time ministering in their own family too. You know, but that was one that I saw in my own family because I didn't give up.
0: Yeah, that now this I is... I didn't give up. Yeah, this is another interesting area too because... As we say, the two hardest people it seems to pray for is family and yourself. Well, family and friends, of course, the close friends and yourself. So, you actually didn't didn't take it. You know, didn't sit down and take it in either of these cases. So, I, I just find that interesting because that's a huge thing we all struggle with. And here you're telling us a testimony where you overcame it in both cases.
1: There was another situation with my brother. He had fertility problems. And um I remember uh, when finally, uh, with their second child, my prayer partner and I, again, we prayed the prayer of Hannah for God to open up her womb, and she got pregnant without treatment. And then that baby, you know, the devil um, said, well, the doctors, when they went to do some of the initial tests, you know, they're doing the babies and the fetus they came back that there was a big chance that that child was going to have Down syndrome. And again, it was one of those situations where, first of all, it hit me in the heart, like with all these people have been through with their babies, God, what is this? And God said, you have to have faith for them. And I got on my knees, and I started speaking to that fetus, and I started speaking to that womb, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I canceled that report. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And I don't know what else I said, but it was one of those prayers that was just like from my heart, from my spirit. It was like one of those intense prayers. And after about 10 minutes, God said, okay, it's finished. You can stop praying. And he said, and you don't have to pray about this one more time. And then when um, the next test was going to come, I told my mom, I said, mom, God told me there's nothing there. So don't worry about it. When the next test was going to come, my mom called me and she said, the test is today. I said, oh, yeah, don't you worry about that test. That test is fine. And when my mom called me back with the results, they said there was nothing there. Wow. So sometimes we have to realize that even when our family members don't operate in the same kind of faith, Mm -hmm. we can still have faith for them.
0: Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a follow-up question because this also intrigued me a little bit in a couple of these cases. You know, God spoke to you about this directly. And, um, you know, we've all had that happen where, you know, we feel a certain prompting. Some people hear audible voices. Some people just get impressions. You know, it depends on spiritually, you know, your spiritual chemistry, so to speak. Um, but how did that start working for you? Did you always, like, get promptings from God? Did you always hear Him kind of having that conversation with you and giving you confirmations? Or how did that part of it work?
1: Yes, I've always heard God very clearly, even from the beginning of my walk with him. Actually, the day I got the day I got saved was on my uh, living room floor in the worst moment of my life, and it started with him speaking directly to me. So I've been hearing him all along. I, I don't have any problem hearing from God, and I don't think any of us should, because the truth is that his sheep hear his voice, and they do not hear the voice of another. So one of the biggest lies of the enemy is to make Christians believe they struggle to hear from God.
0: So we we have about a minute left in our segment here, so if someone is in that situation where maybe they're not hearing as clearly as they like or they're uncertain, um, how would you get them to start hearing God more clearly? What what, what, what do you do?
1: I would tell them to, first of all, understand that there is a direct 24-7, 365 connection between their spirit and God's spirit the first thing to do is to stop saying you don't hear from God. It's to stop believing that and to stop thinking that. Because God's not limited to get you what you need to know. Mm. He's always talking to our spirit. Our spirit is always talking to Him. That's how come we go from point A to point B to point C to point B. We see divine connection and all of that. We see providence and all of that. But it's not like you are hearing an audible voice constantly. Everything comes through faith in the Christian walk, and it begins with knowing that if God said that His sheep hear His voice, stop saying you don't hear His voice. Wow! And you don't need a book that tells you three steps to hear God's voice. Is mm-hmm. one step know that you hear God's voice, and thank Him that you hear His voice, and begin to hear His voice.
0: Wow. You know, it's like uh, it's something that he said. You know, my sheep uh, will hear my voice. You know, don't separate what he's put together. Simple as that. And that that's brilliant, listeners. We are talking today with Nanny Solaris, and, and we could probably end the show here. I'm already blessed. That's that's all I got to say. But we got two more segments. We're gonna hear more about her and uh, hear kind of what's on her heart as we progress through the show here. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick Podcast with me, Million. We'll be right
2: back after this. Don't nobody go nowhere. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10 or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support.
0: Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. listeners back on the heal the sick podcast with me Million M I L L I A N I welcome you and thank you as always now on this program as i mentioned we talk to amazing men and women of god about their journey through healing and power and miracles and all that good stuff and um, each show just seems to get better and better, and uh, I, I just absolutely love bringing this to you. So make sure you check out the website at www.dominionfire.com, where you can find the entire listing of the program. You can find all the episodes, all the guests in their entirety, no cost, just putting it out there to the world. Because part of our ministry, kind of like the thing of our ministry, is putting God's goodness on display. And what better way to do that than people telling what they've actually seen happen in person. And it's just uh, what 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 God will do through his people if you allow him is off the charts cool and our guest today has been telling us about some of those healing testimonies and joining us on the phone today via way of Miami, Florida a minister, son of God, licensed Christian counselor Nani Solaris joining us today and uh, Nani would you please tell us about your background, your experience, how you got saved, how you got into all this and just kind of walk us through everything that's you Sure, uh, so
1: in a nutshell, um, I uh, came to Christ at age 27 in the worst moment and the worst day of my life ever. And I had been dealing with alcoholism. I had also been into drugs, and I was chronically depressed. And I had been I had been that way all my life, pretty much. And I had had a relationship breakup, uh, uh, like a year and a half prior to that, and I know that a lot of people will relate to this, but, you know, when you're already broken and then you have a significant life event that is painful or is a tragedy of some kind and you already have an addiction, you go into that addiction, you know, full on, and I went into my alcoholism and my partying, you know, in order to overcome or to anesthetize, if you will, the pain from that breakup, and I just wore this mask, like, everything was okay, like, I never even grieved it without relationship, like, I was so strong that it didn't even bother me, and um, I just walked around with this mask, and I just used partying and drinking and drugging as a way to not feel the pain. Uh, what you will always hear people who have been addicts or alcoholics say is that there comes a point when it stopped working, and at this season of my life, it had just stopped working, and all of those masks that I had on in order to pretend to myself mostly, but also to the world that everything was all right just began to crumble, sorry. And on this one day of my life, which was uh, February of 2002, I uh, was in my living room, and I had been talking to God and saying, you know, I just want to die. I just don't want to be alive anymore. My life, you know, for the last 27 years has just really, really sucked. And I said to God, God, please just take me off the planet. And I didn't know God personally. I just knew Him as this faraway God who was... So very mad at me, and you know. But I talked to him that day, and I said, you know, just remove me from this planet. But I did say, like a second part to that prayer, which was, unless you have something better for me, you know. And I just thank God that He gave me the the second part of the prayer and not the first, because I wouldn't be here telling this story. But Mm at that during that day in my living room, I just had like a breakdown, and I just felt so hopeless. And I really just wanted to die and I started out of nowhere just to call out to Jesus. And I just started to, say, Jesus, come, uh, give me peace, give me strength. Jesus, come give me peace, come give me strength. And I was on my floor kind of like sobbing, like one of those soap opera moments, you know? And he showed up and I just immediately just fell, his presence just filled my living room. And he, he told me, you know, some directions about needing to get uh free of alcoholism and and needing to go into a program, so I went into a program for that. And uh so God basically revealed Himself to me that day, Jesus Himself, and that's why I always call Him my knight in shining armor, because He showed up that day like a knight in shining armor. I've been walking with Him ever since, and then I came into the Christian church really about three, four years later, but I was just really walking with Jesus for the majority of that time just me and him, and it was amazing, and then I came into the Christian Church, and I started to, you know, get involved with ministry and stuff like that, and, and I came into uh the New Covenant Grace Movement, which I'm so thankful for because it washed me clean of, you know, those, you know, religious cows and those false doctrines that and those traditions of men that were nullifying the power of the Word of God in my life and preventing me from seeing myself in Christ, from seeing myself as a son. So that's part of the testimony about how I got into this movement and how I learned about healing and all that stuff. Mm. But then also, when quickly after I got clean and sober, I went back to school, and I ended up getting a counseling degree. And uh, so I also have a license in mental health counseling. I was trained in a secular school. I was trained through the the regular humanistic, you know, um, psychotherapeutic scientific model. And that was one of the things also when I came to this movement and I knew that I had been trained under these philosophies that are, just don't even line up with Scripture. I said to God, you know, if you want me to renounce my license and if you want me to renounce my degree, I will do it for the truth, because truth is number one, and I want truth more than anything, so God, if this is what you want for me, you show me, and and He actually began to show me that, no, that He's going to use it. He's going to use everything. He's going to use my degree. That's, that's how He uses me in this world, you know? Other people, that He might not use them that way, but He is, and so I... um have a, a little bit of a private practice where I practice Christian counseling. I also work for victim services right now. Mm-hmm. I worked in a prison for five years where I still bring a weekly meeting, and I uh minister in, uh I would say, counseling, but I do it all from a new creation, new covenant perspective, which is, not needing to mend somebody or put them together or fix them, but simply to show them who they already are in Christ and show them how uh in Christ they're already whole, they're already complete. This is what I love about the New Covenant, the grace, you know, truth, is that He already did it. You, you know, in humanism and in secular psychology, you start with, a broken person, and now you have to put them together and mend them and, and, and put them back together, kind of like a vase that breaks, and then you just start gluing the pieces back together, and when you put it back together, it's hideous. You might as well throw yeah, it away, yeah, yeah. you know? But when Jesus gets our life, we actually start from wholeness. Wow. We so, start from wholeness, and it becomes about revealing to the person that they are already whole. You know, and I work with victims of trauma, victims of domestic violence, you know, and stuff like that. So I have seen, ever since I started with this grace movement, how in my counseling I have seen such profound results just by Showing people who they already really are in Christ.
0: So when so you that's what I do. when you take on something like that, because when when we talked a little before the show, we were, you mentioned the topic of emotional healing, which um, I, I think maybe in, in in the healing ministry maybe can be a little misunderstood sometimes. And you say that you've seen uh, some results from it. So can you tell us like a quick testimony of something that you've seen just through like the counseling and emotional healing? Like what 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 have you seen?
1: I've seen, uh, especially, I worked at a prison for five years, so, you know, you see all kinds of stuff there, and I worked at a women's prison, and I just saw in that place quite a few really amazing testimonies. I remember there was this one lady who came to me, and I actually only worked with her for a very short time, but she had such horrific abuse in her childhood that I can't even tell you what she went through because this would be an R-rated program, just if I began to tell you some of the things they did to this woman. And um, and that's one thing. When I do treat people who have been victims of trauma, I don't have them tell me what happened all the time. I don't have them talk about the trauma until, you know, they're in the space, which is very common for traditional humanistic and psychotherapeutic approaches. But a lot of times, the the person themselves, to bond with me, will want to tell me what happened. And so we usually have one session where they tell me what happened to them. Or, you know, sometimes as it progresses, they'll continue to share with me things that happened to them. But with me, it's always about the fact that in Christ, they're holding their complete. And I had this one woman who she had been through so much that she had actually become a skin. She herself. She was a tough, big woman. And she was, you know, she would laugh at me because I like, you know, I'm very feminine and she's like the opposite. And I would always wear pink and she was like, always laugh at me because she was like, I could never wear pink, you know. And I told her, she would uh, come into my office, and at first she was just so angry, and over time I just started to tell her how much God loved her, and I started to paint what happened to her in the light of God's love and God's redemption and God's power, and I started to show herself that all of that that she had, that, that you know, that fearlessness, that toughness, I said, God wants to use it for His Kingdom, for you to be a soldier in His kingdom. And, as we started going through, that woman just started to see herself just as a different person, and she would look forward to our sessions and By the time she left, and we were only together for a little while she her life had changed, and she was you know planning on making some big big decisions, breaking some ties with some people, looking into going into residential program and and really having a relationship with God, which is something that she had never been able to have because she blamed him for everything that she had been through. So that was just one situation. That's one of the worst cases that I worked with where I just saw God really touch that woman's heart through his love. Um, there, uh-huh. oh, and and the,
0: the amazing part was is that it just had to do with pointing people back to who they originally were. And not, like you said, trying to fix them, but just making them aware of what the truth was. And that is all it took to get the job done in that case. I mean, albeit it took a little bit of time because you could tell that to someone, but it does take some time for it to sink in and for them to actually make it part of their identity. Sometimes it's instant, but in many cases, it takes a little time. But ultimately, it's just doing nothing more than pointing them back to the truth, right?
1: Bringing them back to the truth, right? Renewing their mind as to who they are. You know, in the area of soul healing, which is, you know, you said it can be very kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it could be a uh, lot of yes,
0: opinions, a, a lot of, of misunderstood. Yeah.
1: Debate. Yes. I personally, my my approach to soul wounds is as follows. You know, in Christ we are complete. And so, yes, we have been wounded in our soul. Yes, we have a lot of times been traumatized. Yes, a lot of times we've been rejected. Yes, a lot of times we've been abandoned. But the work of the minister is not to spend all this time dealing with the soul, but it's more dealing with the mind and the perspective and the perceptions of the person because the truth of the matter is either Christ dealt with it or he didn't. Either Christ finished it or he didn't. You know, and so either the old man is buried and dead or he's not. Either we're a new creation or we're not. Enough. So I don't get into the whole soul thing like a lot of people do. I don't think we need to spend so much emphasis on the soul wound because the person is not wounded, the person is complete. So mm. I spend time focusing on the completeness of the person and pointing them back to the fact that they were reconciled to his life, to his completeness to His perfection, and our job as people of God is to just embrace everything He is and stop trying to fix our mess. Wow. God doesn't want to fix our mess. He wants us to take on His completeness and His perfect life
0: that's brilliant and uh, listeners again Nani Solaris we're, we're a little long in the segment here but this was too good to break away from so I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit uh, but again joining us on the phone Nani Solaris minister licensed uh, Christian counselor and son of God from Miami Florida and just telling her story and her experience and kind of some of what she does and when you see results there's obviously something happening and she's definitely seeing results through what she's doing and uh, we're, we're just grateful to hear the story so uh, we're going to take our second break of the day and when we come back we're going to hear hear a little more about what's on her heart for us and uh, where you can track her down should you want to talk to her more so keep it locked here on the heal the sick podcast and we'll be back momentarily
2: thank you for listening to the heal the sick podcast presented by dominion fire church our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us currently we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends listeners and followers to help crowd fund this ministry on a monthly basis If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support.
0: Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All righty, listeners. Number three. We are ready to do our final segment of the show here today, and as I always tell you, the show's just about over, but we still got a long way to go. This is a, a wonderful show, phenomenal show, and I'm, I'm just hearing so much good stuff. That's just you—you uh, know, you, you usually know when something is great because you just feel it in your spirit when you hear the words. And I'm just—I'm just loving this today. Nanny Solaris joining us on the phone, minister, licensed Christian counselor, and son of God, based out of Miami, Florida, sharing her story with us today and some of the uh, the healing work she's done and some of the uh, emotional and. Uh, Uh, soul healing that she was speaking about in the last segment, which is uh, kind of a fascinating thing as well. So just uh, blessed to hear this stuff. Nani, in this segment, I ask our guests if they will share some kind of lesson with us, something that's on their heart, something that they want the kind of the world to know about. And uh, you had the topic of the oneness and love of God that you wanted to share on. So what can you share with us?
1: The biggest thing for me that has revolutionized my walk, and especially the way I see myself, because at the end of the day, the only problem for the Christian has to do with how they see themselves, because God already sees us the way He sees us. You know what I mean? So the problem, the only problem for the Christian, it's not devils, it's not our past, it's the way we see ourselves. And so if we don't see ourselves accurately the way that God sees us, through, through His eyes and through His Word then we're not going to live the kind of life that we've been called to live. So, for me, there are two aspects. I I say it's like one coin with two sides, you know, of walking in the fullness of everything I've been called to walk in, which, incidentally, I'm still growing in, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, but first of all, for me, has been to get a revelation of how loved I am by God. You know... Too many people just do not even remotely have a revelation, and they think God is mad, and they think God is punishing, and they think God is judging, and they don't understand His nature if they think that way. They don't understand His heart, and they really don't have a revelation of love. And what I have learned through my journey with the Lord is that, for me, everything about my relationship with God and my life as a Christian... And my life as a son of God goes back to just learning to live loved by God. Because if I get a revelation of his love for me, there is nothing that is impossible because I will understand that because of his love for me, there is nothing he's holding back. There is nothing he doesn't want for me. There is nothing he doesn't want to give me. There is nothing he doesn't want to do for me. There is nothing he doesn't want to do do through me. Because of love, He did everything He's done for me, including His Son dying on a cross and redeeming my life. Because of love, He healed my life. Because of love, He restored my life. Because of love, He intervenes in everything that He does intervene with in my life. Because of love, He heals through me. He touches through me. He talks through me. He loves through me. Because of love, He has invited me into this partnership. Not because I do everything right, because then I would have to be, you know, points would be taken off when I do something wrong. See, when we apply legalism to our relationship with God, what are we really serving up to Him? We're serving up a life that is mixture of, oh, I've done something good, quote-unquote, but then I've done something bad. And that's why we have to understand that it is not through works, but through grace, through faith. So just learning to live loved by God and to have the revelation that it can only come to the Holy Spirit that, man, God's love for you is so intense, it's so pure, it's so unconditional. God radically accepts you. God radically loves you. God unconditionally loves you. There are absolutely no strings on His love for you. And that's the first key. The other side of that coin that has just rocked my world, revolutionized my life, and allowed me to walk in what I walk in is the, the concept of oneness, that I no longer see myself as ever separate from Him, that I know that, that at the cross, when I came to Jesus, when I came to Christ, I became one with Him. In, Paul said in Colossians one twenty-seven, he said, this is the revelation that's been handed down to me, the Church, that is Christ in you, the hope of glory, you know, and... Later, a few verses down in in chapter 2, he says that the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Christ, and we are complete in Him. Because of oneness, it goes back to the thing I was teaching about emotional healing. You know, it's all about oneness. It's all about being complete in Him. It's all about being perfect in Him. You know, even with healing, if you don't have a revelation of oneness, you're going to put all the pressure on yourself to heal the person. And all we are is the conduit, like the hose. You know, we're not the water flowing through the hose. That's Jesus. We're just the plastic thing that he flows through, you know. And so that's oneness. Oneness is understanding that cell for cell, molecule for molecule, fiber for fiber, tissue for tissue. I am consumed with his life. He is consumed with mine. We are we are inseparably one. We cannot be separated. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't be separated from him any more than I could be separated from myself or for the blood from the blood in my body. So that has changed my life because now I know that everywhere I go, I'm never alone. I don't do anything of my own. This is truly what Paul was talking about in Galatians 2:20 when he said, "It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me." That's what he's talking about. He said, now I no longer live of myself, but my life is consumed in his and his and mine, and we are one, so now everything I do, he does, and everywhere I go, he goes, and when I lay hands, he lay hands, and when I love, he loves, and when I talk, he talks, and when I step, he steps. Wow. Do not separate what God has made one, and God has made us one to himself and to each other, so this concept of oneness is not just me and God in the Trinity— but it is me and every other brother and sister right there, one, in intimacy, in oneness with the Godhead. So we become one as the entire body of Christ, with Christ, with the Father, with the Spirit. We cannot separate ourselves from God any more than we can separate ourselves from ourselves, but we cannot separate ourselves from our brothers and sisters, and that's why we need unity in the body. So these are just wow. two things that for me have just revolutionized the way I see myself and because of that I can I, I I just see myself in Christ and what he did.
0: Wow, that that is some hot fire going on right there. Love, love, love that stuff. Thank you so much. And um Nani, if people would like to contact you, find out more about you, maybe catch up with you, do you have uh any way to contact you contact you? Uh website, email, Facebook, anything like that?
1: Uh, sure. They can look me up on Facebook, Nani, N-A-N-I, Solares, S like Sam, O-L-A-R-E-S. And my website is nani at transforminglove.com.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, listeners, of course, any uh, our guests today and any of the others, if you have any trouble finding them or you can't get a hold of them for whatever reason, please send us a message here at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and I will forward your information so that you can uh, uh, track them down. So there's there's always a way to find everybody here, so uh, make sure you let us know. Again, Nanny Solaris... uh, it, Nanny, it's been wonderful to have you today. I'm, I'm I'm just so blessed by hearing this. This is just wonderful stuff. And uh, as, as we're getting ready to wrap up the end of our show, we got a few minutes left in this segment. I ask if our guests would pray for our audience for healing and whether it be physical, emotional, whatever the case may be. Um, so I'd like to ask you if you'd please pray for our audience. And along the way, if you pick up any prophetic words, any promptings, any special messages, by all means, let it go. And uh, would you please pray for our audience to close our show today?
1: Definitely. Yes. Well, Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing honor and this amazing opportunity to be able to share uh, with Millian and your children who are listening to this program, and I just lift every single one of them up before you throw in a grave. Father, I know that there are people who need to hear this program because they are looking at themselves through the trauma, or the abuse, or the addiction, or the failures of their past, and they are bound to their past because they cannot see themselves apart from it. Father, there are people listening to this program, many of which are Christians and, and love you and have a heart for you, but they're walking around and they feel broken. They feel damaged. They feel weak. They feel like failures. They feel wounded. Father, I thank you that right now you are opening up their eyes, to see themselves as you see them, to see themselves in the finished works of the cross, Father, to see themselves in the new creation, which means that they are a new species of being that never existed before. Father, I thank you that they are not seeing themselves as broken anymore, but whole, that they are not seeing themselves as damaged anymore, but they are seeing themselves as complete in Christ, that they are not seeing themselves as inferior or weak, but strong in you. They're not seeing themselves as rejected, but accepted in the Beloved, that they are not seeing themselves as rejected and unloved, but as deeply and profoundly loved by the love of the Father that caused Him to send His Son to earth to die on a cross for us and for them. God, I thank you, God, that there is freedom coming to these children of yours, that these bondages are breaking off of them because they are nothing but strongholds of the mind that are maintained by the lies of the enemy. And I thank you that you are revealing truth because the truth will set them free. And so in the name of Jesus, I speak against these lies of the wicked one. I speak against these lies of rejection and brokenness and damage, inferiority and self-hate and rejection and abandonment. In the name of Jesus, I silence you over their lives. And in the name of Jesus, I release truth. I release the love of God like never before into your life. I release the presence of God like never before into your life. I set you free of addiction. I set you free right now of self-hate. I set you free right now of bondage of any kind. Because who the Sun sets free is free indeed. You are free. Enter into it. You are whole. Enter into it. You are complete and you are perfect. Enter into it. Embrace everything that you already are in Him. And your walk will begin to change. Your life will begin to change. You will no longer see yourself through the eyes of your past. Your past is in the grave. It is removed out of the way. You have been cleansed. You are justified. You are not guilty. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross was enough for you, and he did it once and for all. There never needs to be another sacrifice for sin or bondage or brokenness. The price has been paid in full, there's no price left for you to pay. You don't need to punish yourself anymore. You don't need to feel you don't deserve the goodness of God because of what you've done. You don't need to feel like you don't deserve love from people. You are a new creation in Christ. It's like what Jesus said to the man at the pool. He said, do you want to be made whole? Because you already are whole. You already are complete. Simply grab hold of it today. Lord Jesus, reveal Yourself like You did to me that day on the floor of my living room. Reveal Yourself to these individuals as their knight in shining armor and begin a walk anew with them that they have never experienced before. I call forth change in your life. I call forth Transition in your life. I declare over you that that season of struggle, the season of pain, the season of brokenness, the season of walking around like something is missing is over. You are complete in Christ. And I call forth change, transformation in your life in Jesus' name. And Father, I declare it done. And Lord, I thank you that I'm going to hear some testimonies about people that you touched through this prayer. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. God, I just give you all the praise and all the glory because you are bigger than everything. You are boundless and limitless, and nothing can keep your goodness away from us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your goodness into their lives good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over is pouring out into their bosom, into their life. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. That was phenomenal, listeners. Nani Solaris joining us today and as Ez- I always ask of you as uh, you out there listeners, I know that people have gotten healing from these prayers, but I need to hear more of them. So if uh, any of these prayers, especially this one today, if you have something changing you, if you feel healing happen, if you get any experience whatsoever, please let us know. Please send out a message to not only encourage our guests uh, in their work, but also to encourage our audience and we can report on it as well. So definitely want to hear from you out there. So if you'd like to contact us anytime, you could email us at Church at gmail.com. And tell us your story. You can also find us at facebook.com slash dominion fire. You can also find my personal Twitter at twitter.com slash healing minister. And on the website dominionfire.com, you'll find all of our other social media, including YouTube and Instagram, and the site itself, which has all of the listings of this program, as well as a whole bunch of other content and just fun things that we do. So uh, make sure you check it out. We have not only uh, healing materials, but we do a lot in the area of uh, uh creative arts of different kinds so we um, the one thing i can stress to you about doing work in ministry is you have to have fun you really do have to enjoy yourself and have fun in addition yeah there's hard work yeah there's there's ups and downs like anything else but overall enjoy yourself and have fun and that's what we try to portray uh through our ministry work and through this program so we uh, we hope you've enjoyed it today and definitely uh please spread the word and let people know that the entire catalog of shows is available at no cost uh, to anyone who would like them all around the world. So please make sure you spread the word about the Heal the Sick podcast here on DominionFire.com. So thank you, as always, for joining us. Again, my name is Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It's been a pleasure to have you here. We thank you for listening, and uh, we just want to encourage you go out there, and, and do the greater things. We hear it every week of people that are actually doing it. And uh, there's no reason you can't. Even if you have one little nugget of something and, and you feel that's not enough, share what you do know because the Holy Spirit will fill in the rest for you. Bottom line is, when do you start? Right now. <laughs> just go. Best, best advice I give you, just go. So thank you for joining us and uh, stay encouraged. And we'll see you next time on the Heal the Sick podcast. And as we always say here at our ministry, boom goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.